Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the show. Now, today's podcast is, well, it's a little more specific. It's a little more, well, conceptual in that we're going to talk about salespeople. And whether you are in sales, know someone in sales, love one someone in sales, or just completely hate salespeople, I think you will find value in today's show. Because most salespeople are like small children playing with wild lions. And I'm going to explain that in more detail. But I want you to know there are 10 things salespeople likely do not know. And my, my goal here is to, to give you a little insight into just how hard it is to be an effective person in sales during 2020. And not discounting the impact of the pandemic, sales is more important to recover from the economic decline than any other function within an organization. So I want to give you a mental picture, give, give you this, this vision in your mind. I want you to imagine small children playing a game of tag close to a large pride of lions on the savannas of Africa. Can you see it? Think about how scary that is. This perilous situation is what is facing most sales professionals today. They are innocent and ignorant at the same time. And they're innocent until they have been violated by a cruel prospect. When they find out just how hard it is to be successful as a sales professional. And they're ignorant because they lack the capability. And I define capability as the accumulation of skills and knowledge. They lack the capability to engage with a prospect for success. And people, for many years, I have read statistics over and over that most salespeople are not effectively trained. Why is that? Well, I believe it's because there is a presumption of simplicity with sales. People think selling is easy. Anyone can sell. She's friendly. I bet she's in sales. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the honest truth. Selling is difficult. Taking orders, on the other hand, is much easier. And I believe there's a blurry line between true sales professionals and order takers. Here's the, here's the reality. It takes complex skills to convince a prospect to part with something of value like money. And we're going to come back to this. We're going to come back to this topic. But just remember, it takes complex skills to convince a prospect to part with something of value, money. And I've spent the better part of the last six months helping companies negotiate a pandemic and a precipitous economic decline. 
I have learned that business development skills are absent. The powerful economy before the pandemic was hiding a huge deficit for business development skills, especially from the executive level. CEOs could not see the weak and under-equipped teams they were sending into the field. The mediocre performance was tolerated. We just added more salespeople. And poor performance became a revolving door in search of the next mediocre candidate. I believe we set the bar very low while expectations remained high. And I, I get this, I estimate that only 10% of all professional salespeople are competent and a shocking 1% are exceptional. Don't believe me? Stay with me until the end. You know, marketing and sales were considered two different functions in the past. But social selling and the internet have changed the landscape. It used to be marketing, then sales. We had to create a market, then we'll create some sales. But now they go hand in hand. They're co-joined. They're, they're simultaneous. We no longer need a sales professional to inform a potential buyer exclusively. You say, what does that mean, John? Well, most buyers are self-educating along the buying journey before the transaction occurs. And I think you'll relate to this, but depending on the complexity of the product or service, it is estimated that, get this, 80% of the buyer's journey takes place before the buyer ever encounters a salesperson. In the past, salespeople gained credibility from the buyer by being informed. They were the expert on the product or service. The internet has changed that reality. Today, most buyers research the company, product, or service in order to avoid being sold. And let's make that distinction very clear. People do not like to be sold. However, people do like to buy. Some people like to really buy. In other words, most people like to do research and then approach a salesperson to take the order or assist with the transaction. Don't believe me? In the not so distant future, cars will be purchased exclusively online with apps like Cars, Carvana, and Vroom. And I know all you sales, car salespeople are, are not liking what I'm putting down. But you will buy your first Tesla or another electric vehicle on a website and meet with a customer service person who used to be the salesperson to pick up your vehicle or have it dropped off at your home. We will soon see a domino effect for these types of transactions in other industries. And this is my prognosis. This is my prediction. By the year 2025, many dealerships, car dealerships, vacuum dealerships, furniture dealerships, Many dealerships will close or become a few remaining showrooms only. I recently went to three, get this, three furniture stores in Houston to purchase a couch for my son. None of the furniture was for sale at all three locations. That's right. I could not buy anything in the store. <laughs> 
everything was available for delivery or from a website. It was just a showroom. And I think that model is going to be more common than less going forward. Even the word sales is misleading. It connotates a simple transaction. But business development, on the other hand, is complicated. Business development professionals must create value in a market for products or services. And creating value for a potential customer requires a complex set of skills. Now, I'm going to give you 10 examples. There are many more. But I'm going to give you 10 examples of things that most sales professionals likely do not know. Number one, buyers want to be educated, not sold. Education-based marketing is the super highway for closing sales. The more a buyer is educated along the buying journey, the sooner the deal becomes ripe for closing. Attempting to close too soon, pick the deal before it's ripe, well, it's premature. And learning how to determine deal ripeness is an essential skill that most professional salespeople do not know. Number two, trust precedes the decision to buy. Trust is not binary, meaning you have trust or you do not. There are degrees of trust and trust is earned over time. And smart sales professionals know that you must invest the time to earn a buyer's trust. And the amount of trust required to close a deal is commensurate with the stakes of the transaction. In other words, the bigger the deal, the more trust that must be earned in order to close the deal. Number three, needs or desires are surfaced by buying objections. And I call this identifying what the buyer is not looking for or cannot do is a powerful skill. Getting a buyer to say no gives them the power. And the word no is followed by what the buyer really wants in the transaction. Isn't that cool? The longer the buying cycle, the higher the number of no's are required to close the deal. And even in the most simple of transactions, I recommend three to five no's are ideal. In other words, you need to get them to say no or that's not what they're looking for three to five times in small transactions and more are needed for larger transactions. Number four, anchoring gets you paid. Negotiation is an essential skill for sales professionals, whether they are Negotiating a, a skill to learn, anchoring is a powerful, uh, it's powerful to avoid sticker shock and settle a buyer's mind for the ideal range of success. And, you know, there are other skills that they can learn, but anchoring is just one negotiation skill. And when you use it properly, a price anchor gets you to yes sooner and leaves both sides happy with the deal. Number five. Two types of questions are magic when it comes to business development. And I call these calibrated questions. Using how and what questions, 
during discovery are prerequisites for talking about your products and services. And these two calibrated questions and three labels that I teach are all that is needed to get a buyer to share what they really want in a transaction. Pretty cool. Number six, voicemails are your friend. The world is full of gatekeepers to decision makers. And a well-crafted voicemail is a powerful tool for connecting with a buyer. And there are five parts to a successful voicemail. I'm just going to give you one of them here today. One part of a voicemail is leaving your phone number slowly, get this, at least three times. Once in the beginning, slowly, and twice at the end, slowly. The last thing you want to do is have a potential callback miss your phone number. And some people are scrambling for a pen. You just make it easy on them. Number seven, obscurity is the enemy. In business development, it is not who you know. It's who knows you. And with social tools like LinkedIn or Facebook, there are multiple methods for making sure a buyer knows your name before you approach them. I call this social pre-work. And social pre-work can make a cold call, a warm call, or even better, generate incoming leads that can be converted to prospects. You have to convert a lead to a prospect. Number eight, stories are an essential sales tool. Humans communicated through storytelling exclusively until the invention of the printing press in the mid-1400s. And storytelling is essential to prescript the buyer's journey. And how you position yourself is important. Position yourself properly in a story or on a website or face-to-face is essential. Are you the hero in the story? That's when the website is all about you. That's when all you do is go in there and throw up on a potential customer. Are you the guide or are you the villain in a customer story? What is the problem that is being solved in their story? If you can get to that and then be the guide, wow, amazing things happen. Number nine, pain is the secret sauce. Big decisions or changes are usually precipitated by pain. What's the pain that needs to be reduced? How will your product or service help eliminate the pain? When we acknowledge pain, we are more likely to make a change. And I teach using labels like, here's an example, it seems like you're frustrated with your current bank. Well, that is a way of servicing pain And it is a way of making sure the buyer realizes they have pain. Well, yeah, I'm frustrated with my bank. Number 10, economics is the solution. The math must work in a deal. Creating an economic solution in the mind of the buyer takes skill. And I'm going to give you one here. But tools like Cal are powerful to accelerate the buyer's journey. People say, what is cow? This is pretty cool. Cow is the cost of waiting. 
the cost of waiting creates a sense of urgency for the buyer. In other words, the longer a buyer waits, the more it's going to cost them. Pretty powerful, huh? So the language above, these 10 things that I've shared are from the one percenters in sales. One percenters, business development professionals, are intimate with these powerful tools as well as many others. And these are high-level skills such as CRM optimization. If you don't know what CRM is, look it up. Pipeline analytics or calculating ZOPA. ZOPA is an acronym. If you're not sure what ZOPA is, look it up. So as Malcolm Gladwell teaches in his book, Outliers, true experts have put in 10,000 hours into practicing or honing a skill or craft. These salespeople have put in 10,000 hours to be professional business development one percenters. They're the rainmakers in sales. They are the skilled whale hunters. They close big deals and are rewarded significantly for it. One rainmaker, one whale hunter can rescue your company from economic uncertainty and achieve powerful results. Ten percenters in sales are familiar with these concepts and, well, they likely use a few of them. Through trial and error or deliberate learning, they discover these concepts and are gaining experience. And as they master one skill, they will add another. They are the competent sales professionals that create more commerce than the other 90% combined. Let me say that again. 10 percenters are the competent sales professionals that create more commerce than the other 90% combined. And if you have 10 salespeople on your team now, you can replace them all with two 10 percenters and close more deal for your business. That's right. If you have 10 salespeople on your team, you can replace them all with two 10 percenters and close more deals for your business. The remaining 90% of salespeople, they are children playing among lions. They are outmatched and vulnerable. They have never been taught how to be successful in sales. And here's the ironic part of this podcast. Sales skills can be learned. These skills can be mastered with time and plenty of practice. So in most cases, these these salespeople who are struggling, it's not their fault. Someone gave them a business card with a sales title, a company vehicle, and told them to deliver donuts. Well, guess what? Nobody wants your donuts anymore. So this podcast is about going big. Going big in professions like sales. And for all you one percenters out there, I take my hat off to you. You are the movers and shakers. You're the crazy people who get things done. This podcast is for crazy people. People crazy enough to win. Until next time.